Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Where have you been? I gave you a chance to calm down. Because, Robert, we need to talk. We do. About how we're going to make them pay. That's the thing. I think we should try to work this out. Are you goddamn kidding me? Robert, he admitted to a crime to convince us he was telling us the truth. Because he probably believes his own bullshit. Well, I don't care what he believes. There's no way, if I'm white, we're in this situation right now. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. But you are wrong about how to handle the situation. And what is that supposed to mean? It means we take him at his word. Okay. Well, let's say that you're right. And this is more about my money than the color of my skin. I'm not gonna let that son of a bitch push me out no matter what the reason. Now, I've been putting up with this shit for more years than you've been on this earth. And I've accepted that the way to deal with it is to bury a part of myself. Well, I don't have to do that anymore. And you're gonna do what I say. No, sir, I'm not. Because the world's a shitty place and I'm not gonna make it worse. And I don't give a shit if you're my boss. I'm your goddamn lawyer. And you're either gonna take my advice or you can hire someone else. Then call yourself a car and get the hell out of here. I'll handle it myself. Suits, season eight, episode seven is over. If you're ready to hear us talk about sour grapes, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino, back with the guy who's neither mid nor a wife. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, how's I'm the good. Kugel? I'm... Uh, I, I had to Google that. <laughs> I had to Google the Kugel. Google the Kugel? Yeah, I'd never heard of this thing. This is a, a, a Jewish dish made of noodle. The Kugel noodle yeah um no i don't think i've ever had a kugel either yeah i have never had it never heard of it apparently they make kosher potato kugel mm-hmm. i'm on the uh you know on the googles looking at all the different uh the sure. techniques it looks delicious yeah um but yeah uh this was i guess a a very important part of lewis's you know tradition and we get into a lot tradition. of that when we talk about Lewis and Sheila when it comes to yes. rearing their child. Okay. All right. Well, and this is like perfect timing because I also will have a, a podcast dropping in the next 24 hours here in the real time of that uh, Rick Hoffman stars in a Hanukkah movie on the Hallmark channel called Round and Round. So uh, 
great uh, podcast that we did on Robin and Kivanita podcast uh, this week talking about the celebration of Hanukkah for uh, Rick Hoffman in that movie. And so this Jewish faith is a big part of this episode as this was a, uh, kind of a roller coaster for Lewis. Uh, starts mm-hmm. out high that it looks like Sheila is pregnant and then... Uh, then we get into some low lows where we get into what we're going to raise the baby to which, you know, I was going to say like Lewis, like, like, could the baby be like, you don't have to decide this like on day one of conception. This yeah. Week. You didn't need to like have this fight. You didn't need to have this fight, but you definitely need to have this conversation before today. Mm-hmm. You've been trying to have a baby for a while and now you're like, we're having a baby. Also, Let's have a huge argument about how we're going to raise the babies. Like, you want to have outlined those things uh, prior, maybe, so that you don't have to get to the point where you start regretting, is this even a thing I wanted to do? Because both Sheila and Lewis are saying that by not raising our baby in our our faiths, we could be ostracizing ourselves from our entire family, whether it's, uh, you know, his uh, relationship to his Jewish family or Sheila's relationship to being Catholic. I'm thinking, we've never heard Sheila talk about being Catholic before, not to say that she's not Catholic or doesn't care about it, but this just blindsided us as well. So for now, I'm thinking, yeah, this conversation, you might want to table it because it's going to take all the wind out of yourselves when it comes to whether or not you're going to have this baby and when the baby is due. So, yeah, it was a roller coaster for me, too. Yeah. And then ultimately, we find out that Sheila had a false positive, uh, is not yet pregnant. And so uh, Lewis definitely bummed out by the end of the episode. Kind of he has a very awkward hug with Gretchen um, that he Gretchen gives him a hug and the what were the facial reactions that Lewis was having I don't know what Lewis was trying to express here she said you don't have to be strong with me and so he was allowing himself to exude weakness and it did look like he was um I yeah exuding weakness uh, you know whenever Lewis has an emotional hug they're always the same someone goes to hug him like a normal human mm-hmm. and Lewis wraps their arms around him and kind of like lays on them <laughs> and it's like it's like he needs that nurturing I don't know what it was about his childhood but he's always looking for that in his hug moments yeah were you happy that Esther was back here in this episode first time since uh the whole saga where Harvey uh, slept with Esther well, I mean, we saw baby Esther. As well. Young we Esther, flashback, yeah, flashback yeah. Esther. Yeah. Yeah, but this is full-grown Esther's back, and she's giving Lewis some good advice here about, you know, if you have concerns about Sheila and how you're raising this baby, then you need to say it now because we, you know, her and her uh, ex broke up because he never talked about how insecure he was about her being the breadwinner in the household. And so yeah. had he maybe talked about that, maybe they would have had the issues that they had. And so she tells Lewis to go ahead and get in front of that. Another thing, Rob, is that, uh, Lewis is hell bent on having a boy. You know, he's not even entertaining the idea of having a daughter. He is prepared to raise a Jewish son or else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Lewis, uh, I, I think he would come around on it. Like, uh, you know, I think it's okay to like be, you know, rooting for one. But I think I, I, I the line is like, as long as it's healthy, Lewis. Uh as- just <laughs> as long as it's healthy. Yeah, as long as it's healthy, I don't care what we're having. Just uh, practice that one, Lewis. Yeah, Rob, how did you feel about Lewis wanting to become a midwife for this as well? Uh, you know, you've done this a couple no, times. Did you yeah, I did not like. So I again, I am not. Uh, I haven't googled or googled uh, the midwife. So Lewis wants to deliver the baby. Yeah, he wants no, to be Lewis, the- no, get it. <laughs> this is a slippery slope here. <laughs> like, look. Uh, 
everybody, I guess, you know, I, I don't get on too many people's beliefs. I, I believe that babies should be born in the hospital. Yeah, look, I, I understand why people would go on different directions with that belief as well. But here's the thing. Lewis, you want to be involved in every aspect of this baby's life that much to where you're like, oh, she was pregnant. Now I need to go figure out how I'm going to deliver the baby. Lewis, you are a lawyer. You work a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. You are a very, very busy man. Do you really think being a baby's PCP or, or you know, basically an obstetrician at it, at this point in your life, name partner of a law firm. Yeah. You also ch- trying to, uh, you know, do Lamaze classes and stuff like that. That's fine. Lying, but to go lying. further, yeah. you know, to go further, crazy. And look, I, I say this as a person whose wife worked in the hospital, was in a lot of births. Uh, there's a lot of things that can go sideways here. And Lewis is, you know, not the guy that you want necessarily when, you know, things are getting particularly stressful. Like we've seen Lewis in uh, these uh, high tense situations. And sometimes that's not when you get the best Lewis. So he no, should not be the, a midwife not. and, no. you know, should not be near the operating room or any anything. You don't want Lewis there for like, this is a bad idea. Gretchen should have shut this down. Yeah. Unanimous decision here between you and I. We both say that if you want to be a midwife, fine. If Lewis Lip wants to be a midwife, we will not entertain that. Uh, and I love Lewis, but this is a you, terrible idea. This is not for you, sir, because when it gets stressful and Lewis goes, it's like, Sheila, I demand you to have this baby right now. He's like, I can't just have the baby. It's like, well, why not? You know, he's got Dr. Licious on the phone. Like, hey, convince Sheila right now to push. It's like, mm-hmm. um, you, that's not really how it works. Lewis, you know, high stress situations, um, situation where things don't go his way. These are all things that are very, very common in childbirth and things that we've seen Lewis fail at time and time again, or at the very least struggle. I would be concerned with Lewis being in the delivery room in a hospital as well. You know, even just being there, dear God. So to actually have a hand in the delivery, God bless Sheila and that baby. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dr. Lipschitz uh, is also back. I mean, I really felt like uh, he should have got the Liddy yesterday, but I mean, he's doing great work here with Lewis T- day in and day out. I, I, Lewis Make is him a series regular. He's codependent on Dr. Lipschitz. I don't think we have a functional Lewis without Dr. Lipschitz. And that's, that's probably true about a lot of people who are in therapy, you know, but I, I really think that at some point you have to go through therapy. You know, you have to go to therapy. You have to learn. You have to start to make changes in your life. And Lewis is, but he does need to do his check-ins all the time with his therapist. I'm really hoping that at some point he can start to wean himself off of that and and walk on his own. If he can't, that's fine as long as he has Dr. Lipschitz. But I do think it might be unhealthy for Lewis not to be able to make common decisions without his therapist talking him down from everything. You know, Dr. Lipschitz is not going to be there forever. At some point, Lewis is going to have to be able to say, you know what? Sheila and I are having a disagreement. I'm not going to tell the therapist to call her and force her to do what I want. Yeah. You know, when he calls Dr. Lipschitz, the first thing Dr. Lipschitz says, what did Harvey do this time? It's Dr. Lipschitz, come on, man. Yeah. Stand up. You know, <laughs> at some point, Dr. Lipschitz, you got to tell Lewis, don't call me about that no more. You grow up. I, we've get, we've done the work. It's been 20 years. Mm-hmm. Come on, move on. Yeah. Harvey needs one visit to Dr. Lipschitz. That's it. Right. 25 minutes in and out. Lewis is like, I'm a, I'm a life's work. And that, again, that is fine, but Dr. Lipschitz is not here for your entire life. Lewis don't even believe half the stuff Dr. Lipschitz say. He's still trying to convince Lewis that he's Jewish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I know you don't believe it, Lewis, but I am Jewish. Lewis, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs>
Uh, also, Lewis is now officially engaged to Sheila. I guess that we sort of like uh, it's it feels like that they are. I mean, I think they like they moved in. I guess in my mind, I've forgotten they did not get engaged, but it was just a matter of that Lewis went from being or Sheila went from being engaged to Xander to leaving Xander and just basically like moving in with Lewis. But OK, so they are back to being engaged. Well, he did propose that one time. He had his ass all out in that in that hospital gown because I think he had had the yeah. heart attack on that episode. So Sheila was engaged to him. They broke up. She got engaged to Xander. They broke up, and now she is reengaged to Lewis. Um, she was the one who popped the question. I really like mm-hmm. this. A modern woman. Yeah, and so <laughs> yeah, did Lewis, who then also then was uh, trying to reengage. Did he have a ring? Wasn't he engaged to Tara as well? They both have mm, been engaged. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, yeah, this is this. I, I don't think it, I saw a ring this time, but I think it's kind of like you know we've been here before. He's done the things before, and I think you know it's kind of understood that they were supposed to be engaged at some point. But they were going to talk about it when Sheila came in to announce that you know, hey, it was a false positive. Uh, she said, "I want to talk to you about the wedding." And Lewis, of course, shuts it down. He's like, no, it's fine. We're going to have a baby. This, this, you know, this, we will get through this. Uh, and I was thinking, well, what was Sheila about to say? You know, was she going to say, we don't have to get married because I'm not getting pregnant? Or do you, are you having second thoughts about it? Because, like, I really thought there was a more adult conversation coming there, but we breezed right past it. I am sure Lewis and Sheila will one day be married. So I'm not too worried about this storyline. All right, let's talk about, uh, unfortunately, we have the return of one of our least favorite Suits characters. David Fox is back. Donna gave away free legal services for a year. He gave Harvey away. (laughs) Didn't tell Harvey. uh, David Fox is like, take this case. Yo, what, you didn't know that you represent me? Well, suck it. Mm -hmm. And so now... Harvey has to go deal with David Fox and David Fox is trying to buy like a building. Uh, Meanwhile, this developer is already has this other deal going. He's got Chinese uh, developers or Chinese uh, investors that want to buy this project. But Harvey is begrudgingly working on this David Fox deal. Well, first, Harvey's looking at Donna like, why didn't you tell me you sold me away to this man? You know, uh, she's like, you told me I could do whatever I wanted. Like, I didn't think you were just going to give my servitude to a man that we all hate. Everybody hates David Fox. And for good reason. David Fox has grown up and convinced himself that if you're not, you know, a douche, then uh, people are going to run over you or think that you are not uh, capable of being a good business owner because his one of his mentors, Mr. Pinto, um, has a failing business and everybody likes Mr. Pinto. He's like, so if I got to be hated to keep businesses going, that's what I'm going to do. So Harvey comes to him and is like, I don't want to work with you, but I got to for Donna. And so he tries. Harvey does attempt, but it is begrudging. He's going like, he's like pouting the whole time. David Fox is also a jerk, so that's not making it any easier. Mm-hmm. Especially when we find out that David Fox wants this building. Well, he he presents this as he wants this building because there's a guy named Billows that he hates, and I hate him, and I want to take the building from him. I want to take candy from this man. And so I was like, this is stupid. Why are you doing this? We later find out that David Fox has a connection to the building and Mr. Pinto, but at first it does seem like he's just being a little petty. 
we, we find out the whole backstory on David Fox and David Fox, uh, I was 13 years old and I was shoplifting from Mr. Pinto and then uh, that he gave me a second chance and taught me the business. Are you buying that? Okay, so I kind of thought that David Fox, like, okay, that he's like a Nepo baby and like his dad is super wealthy and he's in charge of these buildings. David Fox was 13 years old came from nothing and now like mid thirties owns several Manhattan like skyscrapers. What? No, I don't think he came from nothing, but I do think he is a thief. I think that he was a Nepo baby probably, or maybe had some money or whatever the case may be. This man was well off, but he was 13 years old and he was a bad child. You know, he was like, Oh, I'm, I'm trying to get into some mischief. So I'm going to go rob this store blind. I don't believe that this was a poor person at any point. I think that, he was uh, exercising a little privilege, got caught, and then got taken under the wing by another person with money. And so between the two of them, they were able to, you know, flip whatever finances he had access to. And he became this huge real estate mogul, mogul. landlord guy. Yeah. yeah. But I don't believe that this is like some rags to riches story. And Mr. Pinto is the only reason why he was able to pull himself up by his bootstraps. Yeah. Well, Get Harvey, big ass bootstraps. <laughs> Harvey's going to work with Samantha in this episode. Meanwhile, where we see that Robert Zane is working with Alex. So it's a little bit of like a kind of a swap of like, OK, well, everybody, both the senior partners uh, have to spend some time with the other like aspiring name partners in this episode. Yeah, Robert Zane is trying to build a bridge with Alex. He also thinks that Alex is very good for this particular case. And then Donna is trying to build a bridge with Samantha by connecting her more to Harvey because eventually Alex and Samantha are going to be vying for position on that wall. And it, there will be a fight. There will be blood. And at the end of it, the firm still has to stay together. And so Donna's like, okay, if we get a lot of this, like, uh, you know, um, collaboration across the, you know, across the lines here, then maybe, just maybe, when we come out on the other side of this, we're all still a cohesive unit and we're not just, you know, all infighting for the rest of our lives. And so, yeah, that's how Samantha ends up helping Harvey. And Samantha was a good choice because she's a person, the type of person that you want fighting against David Fox, you know, because he's a jerk and she's not going to take no guff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ultimately, we find out that David Fox, that he is willing to take a deal that makes him look like a sucker so that he can ultimately end up uh, with helping his mentor out. Right. But I don't think this is the end of this story. Do you? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> listen, we know you hate David Fox. You know? Yeah. And listen, I don't, I'm not. Not I'm not going to sit here and uh, defend any landlords. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's just Peter not my Minto. Bag. Yeah, <laughs> Pimento. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so Pimento. Uh, yeah, so for me, I don't think this is the end because I believe there was a moment where Harvey had told um, Harvey had told Samantha, you know, like this is going to be bad for David. He's not going to want like to look like a sucker. He's not going to let Pimento uh, his business go under. So he's going to have to take an L. He's between a rock and a hard place here. But he says, Samantha, we can make this go away if you can get to the Chinese. And so, um, you know, Samantha's like, I can do that. I'm fine. She says some things in Mandarin really quickly. Okay. I was like, yeah, but can you fix it? And she's like, I got it. 
But we never get a follow-up of what Samantha's conversation was with the Chinese. Hmm. So David relinquishes. Fine, I'll look like a sucker. I don't want to look like a joke, but here we go, Harvey. Thanks. I put my pride aside. But we never get the follow-up about what exactly happened with Samantha and the Chinese people. So I really want to know, um, you know, if that is going to come out in a future episode, and if David is actually going to take this L. Um, I just don't see it happening. All right. We talked about Robert Zane and Alex Williams. Uh, Robert Zane calls up Donna and says, hey, we need Alex Williams. Now, this was interesting. We had a couple episodes with no Robert Zane. Here is Robert Zane, and he is off uh, allegedly in upstate New York. You know, we had sort of like uh, Wendell Pierce together uh, that (laughs) it was he's been on Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan since 2018. When Mm. we almost never have a suit storyline that takes place outside of Toronto, York, it's happened very few times so far in eight seasons. I wonder if this was an issue where Wendell Pierce was unavailable to be in uh, Toronto, York. And so we basically brought Dulé out to wherever he was and then made up this storyline to try to uh, keep Wendell Pierce in the show. Uh, Yeah, we kind of talked about it, too. There's a lot of moments that are really heartfelt that we see in the show where it's just like, you know, Robert Zane loves family. He told me himself, you know, Robert Zane gave me his blessing. Robert Zane did this. Robert Zane did that. We never see Robert Zane do any of this stuff because he's not on the show all the time, you know? So, yeah, I think they had to come up with something like, can we get Dulé out to Robert Zane? He's a very busy man. and We really need to make this, this scene work. And so, yeah, uh, apparently he owns a vineyard or winery. I don't know the difference, but um, he owns one of those. And we send uh, Alex out to the wine country in upstate New York um, mm-hmm. to to help him with his uh, with his journey. Have you ever been to a vineyard? Um, yes, I have been to uh, some vineyards, but it's not something I do very often. Not and how was that? Guy. I've never been. Oh, yeah? You're like more of a, was it a scotch guy? <laughs> Not a even a guy? scotch guy. No, no, yeah. no. That's you. Uh, but uh, Bourbon, please. Yeah. <laughs> I do like a good scotch. That is that is the truth. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, there tend to be like nice places uh, if you can go there. And so... Uh, I don't know, like, how big of a deal the, uh, you know, upstate New York wine scene is. Yeah, I got nothing. This is all new to me. I was like, oh, I didn't know that this was a thing. I was shocked to hear that Robert Zane had bought a vineyard. Yeah. So on Long Island, I know that there are some uh, vineyards out east. But, yeah, I had not been aware of uh, the upstate New York wine scene. And so uh, Robert Zane ends up bringing Alex Williams up here. I think, like... Like, what the hell is going on where that Donna is like, all right, Alex, there's a limo down there. I've packed this bag for you. Like, what is he, James Bond? What, like, what the hell? Like, he's like, uh, Donna, I got to pick up my kid at four o'clock. Uh, I, you can't just can't. send me <laughs> on, on a mission. He's like, how do you know what I need to go on this thing? Because Robert Zane told me exactly what you need for this trip. It's like, Robert Zane don't know me. What mm-hmm. if I want to go get my things? I have particulars at the crib. I, mm-hmm. I personally I personally like to travel with a certain set of things that Donna did not go and pick up from the mm-hmm. grocery store, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, very interesting from Donna. But she's in control of everything. She's really moving all the pieces here. She said COO and she meant it. Yeah. Oh, I do think that in the absence of Jessica and when Robert Zane isn't there, that I feel like she's in that role of like, mm. she's bossing Harvey around. Like, uh, I feel like that this is like a totally different Donna. 
Yes, yes, a totally different Donna. Uh, she just yells at everybody whenever they don't do what she wants, which is, I'm not judging her for that because that's exactly what Jessica was doing. Uh, but yeah, it seems like she is just slowly becoming Jessica and I don't hate it. Good good for you, Donna. Okay, so we bring in Alex Williams and Robert Zane is talking about how that there's uh, some issues here at the vineyard and this wine that, you know, should have been uh, tapped. And, and please excuse me if I'm not getting all of the wine vernacular correct. But mm. basically, uh, the wine has spoiled and they've been waiting on the materials to come. And Robert Zane says, OK, I know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. He says, this because I'm black, ain't it? And uh, Alex is like, I mean, maybe. I mean, it's just not, there's a non-zero chance. Rob, there's so much racism embedded in, you know, in the like the infrastructure and like just the system of the United States. And it's crazy, right? I remember a couple years ago, I was doing a report just on my, because I do stuff like that. And I had saw that, you know, there were a lot of black farmers that were literally getting, uh, like, I guess farmers were being um, granted seeds and stuff like that to, you know, cultivate land and to grow stuff. And black farmers were getting fake seeds. How do you give somebody a fake seed? Like, bro, why don't you, like, you want to race, you want to be racist in crops? And so when Robert A says stuff like this, I'm kind of like, well, let me do my Googles and see what's going on. And I found a lot of information about racism in the wine industry. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, only about 1% of all winemakers are black. Only 1%. A large uh, reason is because of, like, financial insecurity, right? Like, it just costs a lot of money to get into that. But um, <laughs> Robert Zane has a lot of money. And so he's probably expecting to come in here, throw some money around, and get things to happen the way he wants to happen. But this man can't even get his barrels. So he's like, somebody is blocking me. And it might be because I'm black. So, you know, it's all this stuff always starts with classism. It's always money. And then it trickles down into race and everything else. Uh, and so since he got past the money part, he figured it was a race thing. Now, what he was not expecting that it was actually a community issue, which probably still racist. Right? It could be both. It could be both. Who does the community <laughs> look like, Robert? But also, you know, they're like, we were willing to deal with blackness, but we're not willing to do with your ass coming in here mm -hmm. and acting like you own the place. Yeah. And that's where he uh, hits his first look, big obstacle. sir, we love black people. We just don't like right. new people. Yeah, and you happen to be new <laughs> and black, so it's kind of like the Venn diagram isn't necessarily a circle, but it just, it's almost there. It's like an ellipsis, you know? And so- We don't like city people. We don't like city people, and you happen to be <laughs> black. You know, if you if if you were white, we might not still like you, but we don't have a large enough sample size to know that. <laughs> Robert Zane burst into this neighborhood because he decided that, you know, I really want to get connected to my sister a lot more. Her memory, I think about her when I think about wine because we used to have wine together. Mm -hmm. I'm not really a wine guy, but that kind of triggers that memory. And so why not get into the wine industry? Uh, and so that is his thing. He's like trying to get in. He's trying to, to fight the system because he's like, y'all doing this because I'm black. Come to find out, he don't care why they doing it. Y'all not finna keep him out the country club is what he says. And so he's willing mm -hmm. to take everybody down with yeah. him. And he gets mad. He has a meeting with the uh, guys who run the barrel company. And he's like, uh, the, blows up at them. And he said that, uh, I'm a big, bad mother effer. <laughs> and I'm here to drink your milkshake. <laughs> and I thought, wait, is that a common phrase? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm here to drink your milkshake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right well, was, I, well I think that he's been hanging out with Harvey too long. He's doing movie quotes. Is that a movie quote? 
There will be blood. That's the famous quote. Oh. Uh, what is it? Dan- uh, I was going to say Daniel Hartman. Daniel, Daniel Plainview, I think, is his name. <laughs> He's like, uh, he basically is like, if I had a straw and I reached and I drank your milkshake. Yeah. But that's probably he like says- 2000. That's probably a 10 year old movie quote. Did he say, I'm a bad, big bad motherfucker too? He did not. That was an original yeah. Robert Zane. Yeah. Robert Zane. See, I, so here's the thing. I do like the f bomb used in suits. I know we don't use it often on this podcast, but you know, whatever. For mm-hmm. this, for the sake of this conversation, season eight, I, come on. I, I appreciate the f bomb being dropped sometime when it makes sense. You know, they throw goddamn everywhere when it, even when it doesn't make sense. Like you goddamn better go to the goddamn restroom, goddamn it. But the f bomb, I feel like he they're missing one more curse word. Have he said I'm a big bad motherfucker and I'm here to drink your milkshake, bitch? I don't know, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, like <laughs> case this like arrest my case you know this man is guilty as charged Robert mm-hmm. Zane said what he said you know so I just feel like there's a little bit more that we're missing here from our Robert Zane but I yeah. did enjoy the the uh, the finesse here well, Alex Williams is like alright he's a hothead I, I can't <laughs> wear, I'm, I'm out of here I'm leaving that's it yeah he's like Robert have you considered that maybe just maybe you just take this discount you play this out. You don't try to press criminal charges and you just, you know, see it through to play the game a little bit. Robert's like, boy, you can go home. And I was like, well, damn, mm-hmm. I was threatening to leave, but I didn't know you were going to make me leave. So there's a lot of back and forth phone calls between Robert and uh, Donna where she's like, now, Robert, mm-hmm. don't be mean to Alex. He's yeah. trying to help you. Sometimes when you. a lawyer like wants to leave the case, it's because the client didn't listen to him as a fool Robert's for a like, client. He's like, Donna, you know me so well. God damn mm-hmm. it, Donna, you're always right. I mean, after these decades of us working together, like Donna just met you and he's already like, I think Donna's becoming his person. I think we're really seeing the 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 friendship here for, but also the partnership. I think they're going to be a beautiful relationship moving forward. Yeah. Okay. And so ultimately, Robert Zane uh, talks to Alex and so uh, they patch things up. And I guess that they're going to then provide share resources with the community. And so Robert Zane's going to give it another uh, shot with the wine community. Yeah, because he can understand the idea of wanting to protect your community, especially when it just comes to like people with money who just show up. I mean, again, let's talk about black folk. We, we be in situations where we're trying to build ourselves from the bottom up. We got this neighborhood. It ain't got a lot of stuff, but we're going to bring it stuff. And then all of a sudden, a damn Pinkberry shows up. And you're like, gentrification. <laughs> you're like, bro, how did you get here? Dog, what do we, what? I was like, bro, I've never seen so many CrossFit gyms in the hood. I said, why are you here? And then people start jogging through my neighborhood. I don't even jog through my neighborhood. People get shot over here. What are y'all, why are y'all so comfortable? Why are you having picnics on the grounds? Bro, what? What is a Kool-Aid pickle? You're like, bro, stop selling this stuff. <laughs> like, who are you marketing to? You know, that, that's why I'm like, Robert Zane, I feel you. Because sometimes you be like, do I just need to go outside and shoot my gun up in the air to make people know that it's not safe here? <laughs> you know, just to make the property value, keep the property value nice and low. You know, whenever you see a realtor come in, you just start shooting <laughs> and running. <laughs> like, sometimes you got to protect your own from the wealthy, I will say. <laughs> Hey, Rob, this is real life. We're talking here, babe. It's eight seasons in. I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting Pinkberry to catch a stray on this podcast. They need to stay their ass out the hood. You know what I'm saying? It's not that uh, good. It, it, it's not that It's not that good. No. Anytime a smoothie shop shows up, Starbucks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there are other places too where the moment you see them, the buildings start changing colors, the streets get all bright and colorful. You're like, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> We're doing this again, huh? All right. Back to the old grind. And then you try to go to one of these restaurants, they look at you like you're crazy. So where are you from, sir? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's it, Chappelle. Let's get the class action lawsuit going. <laughs> to uh, start with Pinkberry. Yeah. And take Let me call. Uh, I'm going to get Mike Ross on the phone. Mike, I have a list. We got one. <laughs> yeah. We got a bunch of them. Trust me. Just all I'm saying is Robert Dane learned a valuable lesson in this episode. Sometimes the community, whether, you know, it might be a race issue or it might just be a community issue, but sometimes the community doesn't take kindly to you running in, throwing your money at everybody and pushing people out. Mm -hmm. That's all. Okay. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, Chappelle, we got to figure out who got the Liddy in this episode. Um, let's see. So I want to eliminate Robert Dane. Although I do feel like he was fighting for somewhat of a good cause, I think it was very self-serving. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of these other people were doing a lot of stuff for other people, right? Uh, Donna is in control of all the things. She's moving the pieces around. I would entertain Donna. Yeah. Um, some Samantha did a lot of heavy lifting. She helped out Harvey. I entertained that. I gotta and, be um, honest, I don't want anything in the David Fox story to get the Liddy. All right. Well, we're looking at I, I don't care literature. what happens to this pissant. <laughs> Not pissant. That's a that's such a good like I, I don't know if that counts as a curse word, but I do like pissant as an insult. It's like an old timey um, curse word. It really is, like scallywag or something. I don't you know. You could say it in um, front of your kids. No, yeah, you could, care. but they're also like, <gasps> pissing, mm. you know, but they're like, I can't tell, but I definitely something's wrong with this, you know? Um, so, I mean, do you want to talk about the Lewis storyline? Do you think that this was a big lit win for Lewis? I mean, no, I, I don't. I thought he was like, should not have been like pushing the religion issue. Like, I kind of feel like you didn't have to figure that out today. Right. I know right. you were saying you that she should have had that conversation before they even had the baby. I'm like, well, well, you could put that off. You don't have to decide. There's a, not even, you know, a baby that's going to be here for nine months. Right. I think we can agree that today was not the day. Yeah. Like, I think that this was a prior conversation or at, at the very least, now that it's like the baby is coming, give it a, ch yeah. a chance. To but cool again, off, you know? I guess for me, like, I I'm not like an overly religious person. So I kind of feel like, like, OK, let's like, pick and choose. So, like, OK, right. Let's Every have, baby a, wants to you know, we're going to have a menorah, yeah. but then we're going to also do like, you know, but I'm not like, a, you know, devout in uh, any faith. 
Right. And I don't think Suits is devout in any faith. You talked about this before. That we don't even get any holiday episodes. So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, anybody was expecting Lewis to really come in and put his foot down on this one. Uh, especially not Sheila. She was not expecting this either. So, yeah, I, I would be fine with removing Lewis from the conversation. It's, what about Sheila? Sheila does compromise. She's the one who goes and she gets the the kooka noodles. Yeah. Um, we've never given a Liddy to Sheila yet. I'm just trying to see. Is there anybody else? Uh, Alex Williams? Alex did a good thing. I think before you give it to Alex, I think you got to give it to Donna. I think Donna wins yeah, the day. I, I think, think Donna, everybody's storyline goes through Donna at, except for Lewis. She's Lewis's been racking them up. I mean, we're only seven episodes in. This might be her best Liddy season uh, to date. Uh, ZSL it's has... going to go to her head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, you know it will. ZSL has uh, very good lawyers on their staff. They have Robert Zane, you know, the Spectre, the Lit. They got Samantha. They got Alex. But what they really need is somebody to manage them all. And I think Donna has stepped into that role at the right time. I yeah. think that's why she gets the Lit here. Okay. Good job for Donna. Okay. Um, Gretchen mentioned Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Do you know what that is? I do know what that yeah. is. I believe. Uh, yeah. I, so I wasn't a big Dr. Quinn person, but I do remember it being on television and syndication by the time I was a wee Yeah, uh, It wasn't, uh, I think, you know, not to shade anybody, uh, but it's kind of in like an older person show kind of replaced like, like the murder. She wrote uh, mm-hmm. demo. Yeah. Y- yeah. That Jane Seymour though. That's a handsome lady. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, we got that Samantha gave Robert Zane a bunch of books. Robert Zane is a bad gift getter. Yeah, and Harvey's a bad gift giver. So, you know, that's the thing. I, I'm a bad gift getter because I don't ever know what I want. So when you give me something, I'm always very happy about it. But I can, I'm always like, dang, I would have never. Like, if you ask me what I want, I can't tell you. But I love giving gifts. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know what I want to give everybody. I just don't ever have the means to give everybody all the things that I want to give them. Mm. It's that time yeah. of year, Chappelle. I did get a gift from a very certain someone. Apparently, mm-hmm. I'm a part of the podcast mafia. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My yeah. life changed for the better, for the I'd better. say, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not available in stores. I could tell. I was yeah. like, this is an original. It's, very, it's original. on my nightstand. Thank you so much. Happy holidays yeah. to you. Happy holidays. All right. Um, Chappelle, then, uh, we don't have a ton of feedback about this episode. David wrote in to say... Queen Gretchen, is it just me or is she the best? Oh, we love Gretchen. What has she done wrong that we have to that we can point at yet? Nothing, pretty much, right? No, not too much. Um, I mean, she did uh, one time like uh, tell Harvey he wasn't uh, that manly. She's, I mean, she's mentioned uh, Harvey's manliness a couple times. <laughs> so yeah, a little toxic masculinity coming from Gretchen, you know. But aside from that, I mean, but who among us, you know? Who among us? Um, yeah, it's not really <laughs> her place to say who's, you know, manly and who's yeah. not. She's allowed to have preferences, but, you know, Gretchen, you can't d- define what's a man, you know? Gender's made up anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, this episode was directed by Gabriel Mock. Hey, I like this. Okay, good job, Harvey. We, we like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, besides Gabriel Mock and Patrick J. Adams, will anybody else from the cast ever direct an episode? Give Donna her directing debut, right? Uh, she's been here long enough. I think she knows the way yeah. suits should be going. Okay, does Sarah Rafferty want to direct an episode? I'd love to see uh, Rick Hoffman behind uh, the, the in the director's chair one episode. That would be fun. That would be fun. I think all of them. I think all like Robert Dane. Uh, I bet know, Dulé could do it. 
I wonder if Dulé could do it. I love Dulé. Dulé Hill is one of the people, I feel like he and I are friends in real life. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see him do anything. He's he's great. I have no doubt that he could do it. I mean, he has been on these uh, sets for basically like his entire adult life. So I'm sure he has, um, you know, would would be able to do it. Um, the problem with Wendell Pierce doing it is that uh, he would have to be on the set. Yeah, he's he actually is not he to coming be to work. There. Somehow... He got the same deal that Jessica got that time she left. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like just we'll see you when we see you. Um, but yeah, if you want to give me something for Christmas, let's get an interview with Dulé. That would be fun. Okay. All right. Chappelle, anything else uh, that you want to talk about from this episode? We got some feedback on uh, our reviews, you know, for uh, oh. people. We always point people to suitspodcast.com and we weren't getting a lot of five star reviews, but we did get one recently. We got a couple, actually, but I'm only going to read one today. It says, great part of my day. Love this podcast. I make it a part of my routine to watch Suits at lunch, which keeps me from working while I eat. Then I have a fun podcast to look forward to, too. So pretty sure I can credit you guys for keeping me a bit saner. This is from Courtney from Cincy. So, Courtney, thank you for the five star review. And if you hear us podcasting and you like us tell us about it go to suitspodcast.com leave us a five-star rating and review so that we can keep this podcast on people's minds and uh you know so you can give us a pat on the back this uh christmas season this holiday season this holiday season deserve. yes yeah. and Chappelle, big news in our yes. facebook group we have hit the milestone 400 members yeah now i said i was gonna drink it. a pruny when we got to 400 members well, I guess I'll see you tomorrow to see you with your pruning, huh? <laughs> well, I don't have any prunes. <laughs> well, I, think I didn't, you buy, the, get, I didn't you, buy the ingredients to make a pruny. Well, I think you better goddamn make it happen. Yeah. You know? like, at least that's what Suits would say. Yeah. Could I just have prune juice? I don't really no, know what's in a pruny. That's not the, well, we got to look it up. Okay. Let me look up the recipe for a pruny and then see. This is going to look like, uh, you know, you don't want a, a pink berry in your neighborhood, but I got to buy like probably $30 worth of pruny ingredients god knows what's in a pruny yeah i'm sure pinkberry could tell us <laughs> can i get a pruny at pinkberry yeah slide to one of those and go get you a pruny <laughs> i'm sure there's one at your, at your there's local no pinkberry in my neighborhood trust me there's one in mine yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay all right, 400 members in our associate pool. So uh, thank you so much. If you want to jump in, go to suitspodcast.com slash Facebook. All right, Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? At Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter. Okay, I'm at Rob Sestrino. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.